Father, we thank you for the word I'm about to bring to us this morning. Thank you for your spirit that guides us. Thank you for everything that you do for us. Thank you for the processes that which we that which we pass through. Thank you for all the days go by. I thought I pray in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the seasons that we are in, both collectively and individually. Thank you for your hand that has been upon us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for showing us your ways. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your relationship. And Lord, we pray that as we hear your word today, our hearts are blessed in the name of Jesus. We pray that as we hear your word today, our hearts are open to your word in the name of Jesus. That we, that we are empowered to make the right decisions for you in the name of Jesus. And you make us relevant to your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Let's not finish this prayer. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Good morning, everybody. You may have your seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so our topic for today will be follow me, the call of Jesus. Follow me. They just put a colon here, the call of Jesus. Follow me, the call of Jesus. We are going to take a topic on purpose today, and I'm hoping that this time I to be enough for us to, to, to see some things based on God's perspective. Follow me, the call of Jesus. Now, my, my own job here is to ensure that we know that the call of God, when God calls a man, that is the most, that is the biggest thing that can ever happen to a, man, to a man's life. And I hope that as I speak, that the Lord will grant me all trust and that we also grab it in the name of Jesus. Okay, so first things first, what is the meaning of the word call? What is the meaning of the word the calling? Now, a calling is, let me direct it here, yes. A calling can be defined as the summon of God. A calling can be defined as the summon of God to a man. A calling can be defined as the summon of God to a man. For that man to become what God wants him to be. A calling can be defined as the summon of God unto a man for that man to become what God wants him to be. I say it again. A calling can be defined as the summon of God to a man for that man to become all that God wants him to be. For that man to become all that God wants him to be. Are we there? Or are still writing? Right there. Okay. But she's not here. Hallelujah. Now, there are two types of calls. There is the primary calling and there is the secondary calling. There is the primary calling and then there is secondary calling. And I would like us to check John chapter 1 verse 35. John chapter 1 verse 35. John chapter 1 verse 35. Hallelujah. So let us read this. Again, the next day, after John stood, and two of the disciples, verse 6, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The next verse. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi. Which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, let's go to verse 14. 
Oh, let's, let's, let's go back to 39. He said unto them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt, and abode within that day, for it was about the tenth hour. So what happened here? What happened here was that John the Baptist was with his well, with two of his disciples, and Jesus was just walking nearby. And as John saw him by divine revelation, he saw that Jesus was the Lamb of God. So he made a question, Behold, the Lamb of God that taken away the sins of the world. And as, and as he said that, two of his disciples, Andrew and John, they stepped forward and they went to meet Jesus. And yet, and they, and they asked Jesus that, and, they, and, and Jesus saw them, and he said that, What are you looking for? That is a very interesting question. But we not good here. He said, What are you looking for? Who are you sitting after? And he said, and he said to him that, Where are you staying? And he said, Come and see. What Jesus was doing here was that he was inviting them onto a relationship. Hallelujah. He was saying that, Come, come and see. He said that there is something about God that makes a man being good or curious to come and just find out who is, who is this person about. So it means that somewhere along the line, both Peter and just both Andrew and John rather, they were curious. They got they got they got interested in this person and they were like, ah, who is this guy like? Let us go and meet him. And as they went to meet him, Jesus did not even close the door on them. He said, he opened the door for a fellowship between the two of them. Hallelujah. That is the primary calling. And the primary calling is when God calls a man onto a relationship. Anytime God calls a man into a relationship, it's usually because that person is an unbeliever. Or that person is yet to get sick. You find that God is always calling men. God is always calling men. And the person that God calls men onto is to a relationship with him. The person that God always calls men to is to fellowship with him. Are we together? That is the primary calling. God calling a man onto a relationship. And even the funny thing is that we should not think that because Andrew and John, those two disciples of John the Baptist, because they went to meet Jesus, we should not think that they, they should not think that they were finally accepted in the first place. No. Because Jesus said that no man can come to me except the Father who sent me draws in to me. It means that every time somebody has a desire to go after God, every time someone has a desire to pursue after God. God would have placed a longing within that man's spirit. God would have placed a longing within that man's heart. So to actually try and move towards it. That is in John chapter 6 verse 44. Hallelujah. God, God would just inspire this, this, this curious wonder about it. I just think the man interested in naturally knowing who this person is like. So, so God has watched something in the hands of both those of those disciples. And he said, and as worked, and, and as a result, they were curious to go and meet Jesus. And Jesus opened the invitation unto them. There is nobody that can find God by himself. It is God that opens the door first and creates that longing in him. And he does that through many, many, many platforms. Are we together? Are we following? He does that through many platforms. And and everything he does is for is for us to come to him. So that's the first thing. God first calls a man onto a relationship. Now the second calling, I mean the family, the second calling, is a calling whereby God calls a man onto work. Where God calls a man onto work. And that scripture can be and that statement can be confirmed from Mark chapter 6 verse 12. 
Matthew 6, 12. Secondly, calling, God calls a man to work for him. God calls a man to work with him. Is that, is that it? Can you check here? Sorry, Matthew 4, 18. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. Okay, yes. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Verse 19 says, And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make two fishers of men. And they straight away left their nets, they left their own lives, and they followed them. Now remember that John chapter 1 verse 35 was the section for both uh, for the two disciples of John to have an encounter with Jesus. They are first encounter with Jesus. Now, this scripture here, the reason why Jesus can call them to, to follow him was because they had actually developed a relationship with one another before. Hallelujah. This is not the first time Jesus met Peter. This was not the first time Jesus met Peter. This was not the first time Jesus met Andrew. He had already met them in John chapter 1. And when he met them, there was a relationship that, 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 developed, that developed between them. And it's on, that, it's, on, and it's on the basis of that relationship that he could actually call Peter that should come and follow him. Hallelujah. This is not the only time we see this. This is not the, the only instance we see this in scripture. In Acts chapter 7 verse 2, Stephen is, behold, is a part of the Sahibian Council. And he presents a, a defense of the Christian faith. And he says that the Lord, the God of glory, appeared before Abraham when he was at Mesopotamia. And when he has look at Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 12, it was God that called Abraham to lead everything that he had, to lead his father's house, to lead his family, to lead his nation, and to go to a land where he will show the person, where he will, will show Abraham. And when God called Abraham to leave that place, he was, he was staying in Haran. Hallelujah. He was staying in Haran. So, the, so the, the question is now this. If God called Abraham to leave while he was in Haran, and God is appearing, God of God appeared unto Abraham while he was in Mesopotamia, what is going on? What is going on? It is God, when God, when the God of glory appeared unto Abraham, God wanted to reveal himself to Abraham so that Abraham can have a relationship with him. That is the primary calling. And when that relationship got built, God could tell you that Abraham, Abraham, leave your father's house and do all these things and go to a place where I will show you. Because if you look at that, this is the truth. The thing is that when God called Abraham to leave, it's because Abraham already heard the voice of God before and if you recognize the voice of God before. If Abraham could not recognize it, you think you are signed. You think you know that God is okay for you. Hallelujah. It won't. They will not, they will not that. So God called Abraham to leave because there was already a relationship that had been built between themselves. Are we together? So that is the second calling. Is that God will call you to work with him. God will call you to work for him. But that call, that call is reliant on your own relationship with him. Please. 
They cannot, God cannot come to work for you if there is no relationship at all. And that is why this word called purpose something. God cannot call you to work with him if there is no relationship tied to it. So the thing is that if you decide that, if you don't try to find your purpose without finding God, you cannot get it. And if you eventually find your purpose because you have a relationship with God, but you don't sustain that relationship with him, then you will not become functional. Hallelujah. You will not become functional at all. Why? Because that relationship is what is keeping your work with him. It's your relationship of that relationship that you can actually have, that you can actually do things for God. So when you, so when you become disconnected from God, when you become detached from God, what happens is that you begin to die slowly. And when I mean die, I don't mean physical death. I mean that you begin to lose your relevance. What God wants you to do? Are we together? Are we together? Hallelujah. So it's not only called, it's when God calls a man unto work. Unto work. Now if you look at that scripture, at, at that Matthew chapter 4, you realize that it was Jesus himself that called them. It was like as though Jesus was looking for something. Jesus was about to start his ministry. And it was like as though we were looking for people that would, that would, that would sit under his tutelage and as he would tutor and as he would just go so that when he left, so that when he left, he would continue to work. And so Jesus went after Peter and Andrew. Like as though he already, he already had them in mind. He already had them in mind. So you have to say that. How? Oh, why? Because Jesus does not tell the man that Jesus does not even do any kind of interview with him. He said, I like what you have. You have sense. You have you are strong. You, 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 have, you have been to the city for maybe you able to maybe able to swim very well. No. He just called him. And Peter and Andrew, they just answered. But then even that, even when they called him, you know, like although he had a problem, he wanted, wanted to do something. And that thing I wanted to be needed those women. And on all those other disciples that Jesus called. Hallelujah. Like what I wanted to do, he needed those people there. And he selected them based on certain characteristics, certain attributes, certain personalities and skill sets that they had before. And he put that into recognition and he called them to it. Hallelujah. Tonight, so down. Are we following? Yes. So, it means that God has work for everybody. God has work for everybody. And God wants to call men to work with him. So before God will call that kind of person, the person must have the personality, the required personality, the skill sets, the abilities and the potential that are able to make that person fit that position that God has called them to. Hallelujah. And it is God that knows. The person knows everything at the beginning. It is God Himself that will know. So that's why God does not need to interview you. God just has to call you. Hallelujah. Let us drink. I want us to make our minds wonder. Imagine you are the CEO of a big company. Think of First Bank. Think of Tango Fishing Think of the best of the bargain. Imagine at the issue of, of the wife. Just think of any big company organization like they exist today and see yourself as the head of it. Now, you know that being a leader requires that you need to have a vision. Hallelujah. You need to have a vision. You need to have an idea of why your building is here or why this, or why this organization is here. If the, if the organization is here, it's supposed to serve a reason. It's supposed to fulfill a purpose. Are we together? Are we together? So, 
It means that everything that is here today exists for a reason. It exists for a reason. Nobody created anything mindlessly. Nobody created anything because they wanted to create something. No. People do things because they have reasons for it. So it is funny that people will now say that this whole earth, as organized and as structured as it, as it is, that it came by chance or it came by chaos. It is funny. Because even, if, even in Genesis 6, the Tower of Babel was built to oppose, to oppose God's rule. So if men, 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 can think of doing things because, they can build things because they want to do something, they want to achieve something in this, then that much more God, who, who created the for a reason. Hallelujah. Are we following? So, so you have that vision in mind. It means that the progress of that company is dependent on how, on how well, on how, on how close, it, on how close you are to fulfilling that vision. If your company is drifting away from your vision, then your company is struggling. It's stagnating. Hallelujah. It's stagnating. Because, okay, for a reason, we're moving away from that reason. So, so why is it now here? It should be, it should be closed now. So, as you have that vision, there are people that you are going to need to make that vision come into reality. Hallelujah. There are people that you will need to make that vision come into reality. So you might not start looking for, so you might not start putting out job openings or vacancies out there. And people will not start coming. They will not interview them based on their personality, temperament, their intelligence, their looks, if there's a need for it, how they communicate to people, how they relate to people, they what are the skills that they have, what kind of, what is their academic, what is their, what is their level, what is their academic level. You consider all those things because you want to see the person that is closely fitted, person that is suitable towards achieving your own goals. Hallelujah. Because there are roles and positions that people have to be in. So, so that person is like the peace of the person. Praise God. Praise God. That person is like the peace of the person. And as you, and as you start thinking, it brings your vision close out to manifestation. And you start thinking. You understand? In the same thing, God has a vision. God has a vision. And God wants to make that vision a reality. But you cannot make that vision come to pass without working with men. So God identifies men for what they have, based on what he has given them. And then he puts them into those positions that enable his work come to a come to reality. Hallelujah. So what is that vision? Let's go to Revelation chapter 11 verse 10. Revelations 11 verse 10. God has a vision. God has something in mind. God has a reason for doing everything that he is doing. And if you don't know why, if you don't know why, then there is no reason for you to be living. So, there is a scripture. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. The kingdoms of this world have become what? The kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That is God's vision. That is God's will. God's will is that his own kingdom is instituted upon this planet. God wants his planet, God wants his kingdom to rule, to reign upon this planet. And that has always been his desire from, from, from the beginning. That has always been God's will from the beginning. 
And so, your own job, my own job, is to show that we play our part, making that kingdom become a reality. And it's, and it's on the basis of that that we can now what what purpose is. Because if you're if you're living your life in the way that is that that prevents this truth from becoming a reality, then it means that you're not fulfilling purpose. It means that you're not introduced to the call of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I want to get up. God is God wants us to walk to the end that his kingdom is manifested upon the earth. That is God's desire. And in much of our territory, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. And the, and the preceding verse we're talking about how men are thinking of what to eat, what to wear, what the house they will live in, the wife of the marry. The gate that they will get all those all those necessities. But God is saying that don't seek after those things, don't seek after the kingdom. When you have the kingdom, all those things will now start coming to you. You know why? Because you have you are following the vision. And as you follow the vision, God will make provision for it. Back to our back to our CEO. You know that as you are employing those people, you are going to give them some perks, just a position at it. Some privileges, like free Wi-Fi access. Data allowance, short allowance, or, or, or an official car. You can give them. You can give them. You can give them. Um, you can give them an official house. You can give them a laptop to use. Different, different, different things. Why are you giving it to them? Because those things can either prevent them from working well, from making your job become reality, or just to aid them making that thing happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know some of us are going to become CEOs in the future, so this might be for you. The point is that you are doing those things for them, you are giving them all those things, not because you are a good man or because you are worthy, but because you know that if you do have it, you go to for your own work. Hallelujah. In the same way, the Lord has given us all those things. When we follow after the kingdom, because He knows that we need those necessities. If we don't have those necessities, it's going to affect us. And prevent us from actually be left from and not to prevent us from actually doing what he wants us to do and get to go goal achieved on the earth. Hallelujah. Provision is making supplies for a journey. It's because you are going on a journey that there's supplies for you. You said to me, boy, I know you are thinking about to get that GP. I know you are thinking about oh, that job of you. I know you are considering that you need money. Yes, all these are important. Maybe you're thinking, maybe, maybe, maybe you're thinking of how to enter into a relationship and you have been troubled and whatever. I understand. I understand. The test. Those things don't have meaning if they are not following the kingdom. You have to learn this too. It's good. But what but what but, but how does God want you that to for his glory? I think of this. Or I just think of how you can make money. Hallelujah. God wants us to be aligned to His own vision. The way we are aligned to His vision, that you make provision for us. It's very important. So don't just do things because you want to do it. Don't let that be because you want to make money. You want to make money, or you want to survive, or buy things, or live a good life. No, no. Even your academics, don't just sit on becoming a person or becoming a first-class student because you want people to start saying that you have a degree, a first-class student. You know, for parents. 
they'll put their, they, they want their children to become doctors or nurses because they want to be here in the hospital. Bowel. In the hospital, bowel. In the petroleum engineers, bowel. They want that title. They want that recognition. Hallelujah. But God wants it to be that anybody that is doing anything should focus on his kingdom. Hallelujah. Many people just enter into different, different places. Do start up with different, different things. Because of societal expectations, because of bodies and pressures and all. No, no. Don't, 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 be, don't be swayed by those, by those factors. I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. But God is saying that it is when you are working with me. When you are working with me on achieving my own target, on achieving my own goal. That is when I can give those provisions. So if you work outside of him, what will happen to you? You begin to become, you begin to struggle, you begin to suffer, you become depressed, you become frustrated. And you are and you find it very difficult to do. Hallelujah. When a man lives his life for the kingdom, that man becomes fulfilled. When a man lives his life for the kingdom, he's going to become a fulfilled person. I mean, think about it. Have you not heard of who are a lot of these persons? Demi Levato. Demi Levato. Okay, all of us who are, who are very spiritual. Hallelujah. Anyway, this woman is an American singer and she has a, she has a massive of awards at that place. And she's very popular, very famous. Wonderful words, nice songs that, that are popular because I know. And yet, she's filled with depression. And she overdosed on what? On drugs. And she nearly died. What's the reason? What's the reason? I don't know, I didn't check. But then, you know that people like that, they have the one that they have put. I know you are saying money cannot make money. Money cannot make money. Cannot, some people will say that money can make one happy. She has money, she has influence, she has property, and yet she still wants to commit suicide. It's because there is a, there is a hole in her life that is gaping. And that hope is only God that can feel it. Because she does not have God again, what happens to her? She's frustrated and she's miserable. What a, what a pitiful life. So she's not fulfilled at all. Even though she has everything. And that is the point, and that is one thing here that we are, we are getting ourselves with our just because from becoming popular or having followership or becoming influencers or getting all those things. And, 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 and at the end of the day, you get those things and you are too not happy. They are still not happy. Why? Why? You bought the world and you lost your soul. Now you are not happy for it. Why? Hallelujah. So we have looked at these things. Number one is that God is the one that calls a person to a relationship. And that God calls a man to work for him. Now the third thing is that God's will is the same. But his methods of achieving that will are progressive. God's will is the same from generation to generation. But his methods, his processes are progressive. They don't change, they are progressive. They are constant with his nature, but they are progressive. It means that what God may do with us today, in this generation, I believe what God may have done in previous generations, and it's going to be different what God is going to do in the next generation. Hallelujah. The will of God is the same, and the kingdom is on the earth. But the way that it's going to be that kingdom come to pass, 
It goes with different, for different places, in different countries, in different civilizations, civilizations, in different cultures and different generations. For instance, you ask yourself that God wanted Israel to get to Canaan. God wanted Israel to get to Canaan. And he used to make it happen. He used Moses and Joshua. God brought, God used Moses to bring Israel out. And he used Joshua to bring Israel in. Now the dealings of God with that generation, with the first generation, the first generation, it's going to be different from the dealings with what? The Joshua generation. Hallelujah. But it's still the same thing. And that's the kingdom of God on, on the earth. And even when they got there, the dealings of God with that generation will be different from the dealings with the Joshua generation. But then it's still built on the foundation that has been set by the Moses and by the Joshua generations. And their own works as well. We still put, we still play the foundation for the next generation. Hallelujah. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. Okay, look at David now. But you know that God wanted David to be, God wanted Israel to be a world power in the political space. And God made David a man of war. It means that they were always fighting. They were always killing one another. But when David died, as Solomon came, the Bible says that the land had rest during his time of his reign. And Solomon was more of a diplomat. Solomon was more, more of a politician. He didn't really fight like that. He had a man. But he said, he made treaties and agreements and contracts with different countries. And this was the coming to pay their tribute to him. Whereas, David was always fighting. And David forced them to, forced them to come to him. Different generations. But what? Still the same way. So, God, so, so even, even, even if we start to, to put the focus to the church, God's dealing with this whole thing, was different, it will differ from his dealings with the previous tenure. And not to differ with the dealings with the next tenure. That is the honest truth about it. Why? Because as God moves progressively, new problems come up, new situations emerge, new trends begin to develop. And, and those things are contributory factors. Factors. Hallelujah. You look at it. Now in a in a modern age today, I focus on on artificial intelligence, on push of technology, on focus on the infinite. A thousand years ago, they focused on land and agriculture. But yet, don't you see the same? So, so the person that was living a thousand years ago, the person that is living now, you think that they have the same experiences? Or you think they have the same purpose? They cannot have it. But then, God will receive it the same. And that is what the kingdom is being manifested. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The kingdom is being manifested first, but then there are different ways by which it makes you come to pass. And you find that if you, you will find that if you actually came in a different season or a different period, that is different from now, God might not actually use you as effectively as you go to Israel now. Let's look at Jesus for instance. When Jesus came on the earth, it came in a time and a season whereby there was human oppression. And the women were so brutal on the Israelites that they wanted God to be their king. What did Jesus had come in the time of the kings, when David and Solomon were still ruling? Would they align? They were, that's not a good game in the first place. So Jesus was not good in that manner. So you have to come in a time that they, they actually thought, they actually wanted God to come and rule with them. So if Jesus had come before or after, then his work would not be that effective. 
It's the same thing. All of us that are here today, God put us here. He put us in the country that we are in. For those of you that are saying Nigeria is not good, He put us in the country that we are in. He put us in the family that we are in. He put us in the school and in those, and he allowed us to have those experiences with those people. And then you're like, why? Because he wants us to do something for him. It's like what Monica told Esther when she was, when her when race were about to replace Esther. She said that, for you were made for such a time like this. All of us, you and I, we are made for such a time as this. And if we were to emerge, we were to be in a different period, we cannot really do anything casually for God as we are going to be now in this season. Praise God. So, the dealings of God with one generation, it's it is dependent on the dealings of God with the previous generation. And even then, they can still provide the foundation for the next generation. So I find that even though you are here today, you are a product of the past of your family and of your country, and also of the things that have happened in the global world, which are affecting you now. And your own works, your own labor study, your own labor study is going to be the foundation for the next generation that, that will come after you. That is a very, very big thing. Something that you take very seriously. Hallelujah. You look at David. Remember, I said that David was a man of God. Do you know that when um, Jehu, Jehu, that the son of Moshe, when Jehu, when God used Jehu to kill some 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 kings, in him, some kings, the king of Israel and the king of Judah, and the king of Judah was the son of which my friend Atalia, the that very evil queen. So my mother got angry. She was very afraid that one day, no 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 but she now decided to kill all the remaining sons of, of David. That meant that, and if she had done it, how would Jesus come about? How would Jesus come? Because Jesus is going to David. She wanted to kill all the sons of David. But somehow, the high priest sister took, I think Jesus was Josiah, one of them. He took that baby and he kept him in the temple. She kept him in the temple rather. Hallelujah. And when the boy was of age, I think eight years, then those high, then the high priest and everybody in the temple had the conspiracy plan. The plan was that they would dispose that mother and install the boy king, the boy rather, to be the king of Israel. And that means that they used the weapons of David that were placed, that were stored in, in, in the temple. So that even David was dead, he was still after the world, he was still after the next generation. Think of it. David was dead, and yet, he still helped those guys in bringing back the will of God upon the earth. I don't know what you are doing, but I want you to know something that your works now, even though even though it may not be alive to see, but it's going to produce many, many things, many. It's just going to influence many events and situations in other people's life. And if they are motivated, or they are doing somehow, if they are not moving around what God wants you to do, they are going to affect all of them. You are. You are going to do so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's going to affect them. So what if those weapons were not in the temple? How would they have killed the woman? Think about it. How would they have done it? But because of David's work with God, because of David's exploits, it, it placed the foundation for them to do what they wanted them to do in that city. Hallelujah. So all of us as we are here now, there's going to be somebody in the future, maybe your children, or maybe another person at the time, 
But yeah, they need to the future whose success and whose greatness is tied to you and to me. So we are misbehaving, but not to help them. Hallelujah. If you are misbehaving, not going to help them. You look at all the great men of God I will see today. From Shashaman to Apostle women. You know when they are preaching, they don't let they don't let their experiences to teach us. What it means that their own experiences is then the foundation for, for God to talk to us. Now this is Hallelujah. So please, you cannot afford to take this in life. You cannot. Are we together? God has the same group. It's the same from generation A to generation B to generation C. But the way by which he made the, the way by which he actualizes that too is different. And because of that God has different people in mind. So there will be no single generation on this head. Whether in the past or in the future, that will not play a role in God's kingdom being manifested on the earth. And because of that, all of us we are now here. All of us are now here. Do you understand this? Yes. So we all now. Now I just focus on the general side. That is that God has His own will and and what to bring forth the kingdom of God upon us. That is on the general side. So the question is that how do you, how do you, how do you, and how do I fit in? How do we now fit in to that thing, to that, to that place? What do we need to do? What, what part do we need to play to ensure that we make our best contribution towards the freedom of God being my person on the earth? What do we need to do? Hallelujah. Now, like I said, when God called Peter and Andrew and all the other disciples, it's because they had things that you were looking for in them. And he just put them into their places. Like a jigsaw puzzle. And they fit him perfectly. And even look at look at even. The Lord used Peter to set up the church. And Lord used Paul to build the church by teaching and mentoring. Different different professions. I mean different 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 processes rather. Back to what I was saying. So what would you have to do? Like I said, God has different skills. God has three different skills, different personalities, different abilities in everybody. And the idea is that as you as you know your own place, as you have an idea of your strengths and as you, and of your weaknesses, I have an idea of your personality and of your interests, and you become separate of yourself. And allow God to work on you. When you find yourself in that position, you are able to do what God wants to do. Hallelujah. So it means that God has made us fit for his work. God has made us designed to do what he wants us to do. Praise God. So can can we go that picture now? It's a picture. It's just a picture. Okay, this is a I don't know how many minutes. Two, we are pleased. Hallelujah. So it's not a play video now. And when and as it says that I'm only going, I'm going to explain some things to us. So please.
and they have put that into our design. So we are especially by nature, by default. Look at the fish, for instance. Imagine if the fish should. You know that fish, it is in the, it is in the waters, you cannot catch it. That's why, that's, 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 that's the stability. Where it's on the land, it's in trouble. And it's in the air. It's in trouble as well. Because the weaknesses are fully manifested way on, this, on the land and, and in the air. But when it's in the water, then you get to see the beauty of it in action. It means that God has created us with specific strength and specific weaknesses. And he has done us in such a way that there are environments that maximize those strengths. There are environments that actually, they actually bring out those weaknesses. And if we go to the growth and national environment, we we'll begin to try and we we'll get the view based on upon here. So God wants you and I to focus on environments that actually bring back our strengths. Do you understand this? Hallelujah. For instance, now, so like myself, if I'm thinking, I think in words. I think in words. My thoughts are words. But I don't like if those things in images and designs and all those things. So if I have some topic in mind, I'll go and look at that book, please put up, a, put up a flyer for me. And I'll just go and put what I'm doing. He would have that picture of, of, of the images and the angle to put in and all those, all those things. And will bring up a graphic design. If I try it on myself, I know I'm not, I cannot do it. So because it's there, I don't need to learn anything from graphic design. There's no need for me. There's no need for it. So I can just focus on the things that I'm stronger. He can focus on the that he is also stronger. And when we come together, we make a good thing. Hallelujah. Focus on your strengths. Stay in places that bring out your strengths. Don't just focus, don't focus on learning your weaknesses. It's not going to help you. If anybody had, if anybody had, if anybody had same attributes, the same attributes, the same traits, the same specialties, how would anybody be relevant? How? Eh? What would I need you? What would I need you? Why would you even need me? Because all of us have the same thing. But when God bless us, have his strength. And his strength. When God bless us, have strength. When I have my own strength, I know that all of us will still have different weaknesses. And, so, and, when, and it's the basis of my own weaknesses that I will need you. Because you will complement what I lack. And this is more blessing. So, we will complement one another with our weaknesses. And with our strengths as well. So, find yourself in an environment that brings out those strengths. Because when you do that, that's when you begin to become fulfilled. That's when you begin to be fulfilled life. Hallelujah. That is when you live what? A fulfilled life. And that is how we can feel that I actually working the purpose. Many people, you see that nowadays, you have to be doing jack of all tricks, a master of money. One minute they are in crypto, next minute they are in graphic design, next minute they are project management, next minute they are, they are, they are, in, they are in tech. Where will you say you in your, your fixed place? If you don't say your fixed place, you are in trouble. Because you are not going to, you are not drifting away. Stay in the place that suits you. And that's the way like I said, by self-awareness, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you know your personality, you know your temperaments. And you focus on them, you own them, you own your strengths to the point that there is no body on this side that will not need you. So focus on your strengths, eh? Hallelujah. Focus on them. And and yes, there might be differences in your strengths. You said that there's something that you, like, you can do well, but you cannot do it as well as others. In that wise. 
improve on this. You find it to the point that you are the best at what you do. Does, it, does, does that make sense? So, focus on your strength. Focus on your personality. Focus on your on your weakness, on your on yourself. Some people will say that I some people will be like, I like people that are very quiet. Because me, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very boastful. I'll not be trying to be quiet. Don't do it. Love yourself the way you are. Yes, yes, really. Even if even if some people are outgoing and you're just quiet back in time, don't be bothered about it. Why should you be bothered about it? Why, 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 why would you be feeling uncomfortable in your own skin? It is God that made you in that manner. It is God that made you in that manner. And you need to for what? For his kingdom to be inaugurated upon the earth. Hallelujah. So don't be comparing yourself to people. Don't. There's no need to, there's no basis to. Because even though God said it is the same, God could tell the difference. So the way so the need that God might make the kingdom of God become manifested on the earth. Through God, through God, God's power, I believe from that, it will also. And it's not different from my own self as well. But eventually, eventually, when we all come together and we put our own quarter, God's kingdom will be innovated at a collective level. Hallelujah. So, number one, know yourself. Number two, by our experiences. By our experiences. I'm talking about how we can make clarity on our purpose. By our experiences. Is there a common thing in your experiences? What does your past say about you? What are the things that you have been involved in that you actually like doing? Don't say it matters. What are the what activities that you got yourself involved in that gave you so much joy and pleasure that, that you can do it for free? Even if, even, even if you're not supposed to. Don't say it matter. Because it can be an, it can it can it can be the, the income towards where you're supposed to be. Because when God created you, it does. You need to find yourself in that environment that brings a question. You'll be happy and fulfilled. If you are if you are for it, you'll become posted, depressed and angry. Hallelujah. So your experiences, your past experiences, it matters. It matters a lot. Because it can give you an idea of where God wants to be. Number three, people as well. I know it's things, well, yes, but people too. There are some people that God will send into your life to let you know something about yourself. Both the good and the bad, and the hope. Some of them are actually, some of them God can tell. God can also speak to themselves. God can also speak to them about you that this guy should be doing something else. Or this guy can be doing this thing. You should pay attention to their advice. You should pay attention to it. And you say them, the devil as well can come, can, can people to actually move you out. So you have to be discerning. But then, God can call people who are very observant and they can place it in their hands to tell you that it's like you can do this thing very well. Why don't you just focus on it? God can do it like that way. So, our answer to people as well gives us, give us an idea of where we are supposed to be. It gives us an idea of where we are supposed to be. Number four is this. Let me ask you a question. You should, I think you should write this thing down. What gives you, what do you think, what do you see in society today? What do you see in your environment? What do you see around yourself that makes you paint and angry? What do you see in your environment today? What do you see around yourself? What do you see in your surrounding? That makes you so paint and so angry that I wish you can actually change it. There's enough to make you cry. What do you see? For some, it's just that you don't like it to be tired, unnecessarily. 
when people die to death, and when people die to disease, they don't like it. For some, they don't like it when people are in the prison, I, 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 are in the prison and they are still waiting fire. For years they come. For some, they don't like it when, when they see people coming up and down. It pains them. For, for some, they don't like it when, when they see men who are just looking like drunk men. When they just drunk us, it hurts them. For some, they are doing, they are doing to academics. Whatever it is. That place, that, 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 that thing, eh, it is God's way of letting you know that this is where you should be. Because your anger and your displeasure should spoil to the point that you should take it upon your own self to make a change. I said, no, this cannot be yet one of my I must make a difference. I must make that difference here. I must try and do something to address, to address the situation. Hallelujah. The reason why God is doing that is because God has placed the words. Powers of mercy. I think it was on Sunday, on Sunday, I think it was last Sunday, they were talking about mercy now. They talked about mercy. Yes. Was it on Sunday? Yes. Okay. The last week, we talked about the mercy of God. We can listen to the message. But then, God has placed to you powers of mercy. And those things, they put, and, that, and those powers, they get activated when, this, when, 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 you are, when you are in those positions. Because that is where God wants to help. Let me go, why do go wants to make a difference? So as you are angry, and as you are tired, and as you are crying, the Lord is putting you, the Lord is putting those things in here, because you want to make a difference. So yes, pain can be an indicator of what God wants to do. Don't just get angry because you are angry. Get angry to make a difference. For me now, I get angry. When I see people making bad decisions, which is what I'm doing, I get angry. And I get very pain that it's as well. So I'm always called to seek after knowledge. To seek after knowledge to know why this thing works the way they are. And to and, and to distribute the results from it. So it's for you to know where God wants to be. So some of us, some of us here that we want to make businesses, we, we don't like when people are taking cheap. For some of us, some of us here, we are not happy because of bad governance. We are pain about it. We always think of we always think against it. Where are you? Those things, there are bodies that God is putting in your body, in your heart. And those bodies are evoking the bowels of mercy within you. So, are, so you feel so compassionate to make a change. You feel so compassionate to make it, to make you, to, to change the other. Hallelujah. But maybe you have been saying that people, maybe you have been saying bad hygienic habits. Back to the people. Or maybe you have been saying that restaurants don't produce good food. You can you can actually use you can do something here. Or maybe you are very pained when you see the men and women that have, that have bad skin. I think I can talk about it. That they have bad skin. Hallelujah. Whatever it is, God make God God make you that way to feel that to feel that to feel that to feel those things because He wants to go there and pack something. Or for some. It's because of children. They don't like the rest of the children. It really, really hurts them. So where are you? What, like I said, what, 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 what makes you pain? What, what is it like that you don't like at, about them? You wish you can make a difference. You wish you can change the whole situation. You try to keep quiet, but it's still burning with you. Those things are where God wants to work. And God has placed himself in you. 
to the to make that difference. But it's what I want you know, go to will and to do of the good pleasure. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh-huh. Should I mention this? Now on the strengths and on the weaknesses. There are, I think that I think you said that there are like several kinds of intelligence. There is physical intelligence, where you can dance, for those who are athletes, for those who work in sports, physical intelligence, there, there is communicative intelligence, because there are those that are good writers, they are good speakers, there, 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 there is a kind of people, intelligence for people that they can establish good relationships with people. There are some that they, they just love building things, and they just love building. There are some that they just like thinking about life, even though people don't know sentence, they like thinking about life. I know those, I know those, I know those philosophies and concepts. There are some that you just think about, about what they do. They are very good in, they are very good in music. There are some that are good in other things. There are some that are good in academics. It's always you know where you are. Just unfortunately now that people believe as only academic intelligence that is the only method of intelligence, and that is tragic. But there are different pieces of intelligence. And there are also some that are good at emotional intelligence. They can deduce something is wrong with somebody and you know how to occupy the situation. Those things, God has played it to different people in different measures because He has a place for them to be. He has the things that He wants them to go for. Hallelujah. And lastly, before I go, lastly, knowing, knowing your purpose is progressive, you gain clarity progressively. You can never gain it immediately. But if you did, you don't need God. Either you don't need God to do it, or you want to do it. Because you'll be too great for yourself. Or you can't believe it to do anything. Hallelujah. So God deliberately hides some things from us. Because He wants us to. Because He wants us to. Um, you can remember. God hides some things. Some things about ourselves. Like our, our future from us. Because. In other because we have not yet yet enough to him. He said that we are not obeyed in the last instruction and there's a need for him and it's when he gives you the next instruction that you can move forward. Or it will not be the need for it. In the sense that now is not the time for you to hear about it. So maybe the reason why I got well I'm not to be about to propose yet is because we are in a season whereby it's not yet required. I said that you just focus on this current thing now. When you are done with it, I cannot take the next step for it. Some receive it gradually, some receive it immediately. But again, it's just a bit. It's not, it's not, it's not everything at once. It's a progressive thing. Hallelujah. You look at this man, Owa Wobas. Owa Wobas was a healing evangelist that God is mighty to treat many people and to heal many diseases. And when he got cold, you would have thought that that was the end of it. But God still used this man. As old age to found a university called Robert University. He did not know immediately, but when he got through that, when he entered into that, that God instructed him. So it means that there are some of us here that we might have everything, that might have some things, we will not have everything. But then there are some of us that we have the reason why we have not received from God. It's because we have not treated the last instruction. So you don't use that instruction that God will do something for you. There are some of us that this is that we are in God just wants us to just think here. And they are also strong. They are going to need to tell in advance so that they can start preparing. They are so that God will tell in advance so that they can start preparing. So it's for you to know where you are in and work accordingly. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
I close now. So in conclusion, Jesus is calling everybody because he needs to make it work for him. And responding to the call of Jesus is the greatest thing that ever happened to a man's life. It's more than enough to use it for us to support our lives and to follow him. Now the question is that, are you willing to say yes to him? If you are, I can tell you this. Not only your life not remain the same, but that you are going to be a blessing unto other people. And that is a life worth living. I know we have many reasons for doing things. I know we may have many desires, many interests. And some of us want to become famous, we want to make money, want to make, want to, want to get those achievements, want to back all those things. It's wonderful. But if you do that side of Jesus, if you do that side of the kingdom, then you have not lived at all. Have Even if you become a person of history, that people will be reading you, that people will be hearing of you and read of you from years to come. I can tell you this, we have no mark in eternity. And may God help us in Jesus' name. Let us say the trouble of prayer.
I don't want to pray now, but let me just give us some practical instructions for us. Now, like I've said, God wants us to, God has 